This is Aruna Krishnan. On today's episode, I talk to Rashi Kosla, CEO of Mars Solutions Group. Here we go. So tell me a little bit about uh, your journey into entrepreneurship. Like, just give me some background. Like, what made you go into that? Like, uh, what did you do prior to that? And what made, was the deciding factor that made you say, hey, I want to kind of be my own boss? Yeah, the trigger, huh? Yeah. My story, Aruna, in all honesty, is very unusual. So Mm -hmm. I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So there's several people that have an idea, have a passion and have a desire to be on their own. Mm -hmm. My inspiration was very naive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm in, that made me an entrepreneur I'm today, but that's my start. Mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. to be an entrepreneur. I evolved. I loved it. A lot of things in my life have followed the pattern of mm-hmm. just somehow life put me in that position. Mm-hmm. And um, but I've been most fortunate to figure out the internal passion I had for it, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. the technology work. I didn't go to school for this. So I have a different theory about that whole, um, you know, just decide to do this over you put in that situation. So for my yeah inspiration was very naive Aruna Mm -hmm. I was uh, my younger daughter was one at the time and my Mm -hmm. older daughter was four and uh, even though my IT job given gave me all of the flexibility that I could be with the girls whenever I needed a downtown job and I I was like no I want to be more with my kids and the only in my mind I could do that was being in but you learn very quickly that entrepreneurship is the opposite of the amount of time. On oh, right. Right. Uh, what it did give me was the flexibility mm-hmm. beyond what a corporate would give me. Mm-hmm. So being a, and then from there, it was a journey about what do I want to do? So everything else was secondary. It was the mother in me. Yeah. Um, and so the Mars, I don't know if you know this, Mars yeah. is Mona, Alicia, Rashi, and Sapan. It's an acronym of my family. Oh, I- you know, I didn't put that together, but that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. so but what that did is, you know, as the companies evolved and we've become this multi-million dollar business that's mm-hmm. a known brand in the area, we stayed true to that inspiration. So for mm-hmm. me, that inspiration translated into what does it mean to work for Mars? So, so that work-life balance is a real mm-hmm. deal here, the family values. So, mm-hmm. so generally, you know, and naturally we attracted people that mm-hmm. were sold to that premise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we're 165 associates and employees, and we're I'm I'm struggling because now I'm so many layers removed from yeah influence and inspired in that way. But that is the mission of Mars. Yeah. Yeah. We call ourselves Martians, and that's what describes us. So yeah, yeah. inspiration was naive, learning was a rude awakening. Yeah. Um, very, very happy with what this has evolved to and what oh, I yeah. evolved to as a leader. Yeah, congratulations. I mean, that's amazing. And I think definitely you are an inspiration to other upcoming entrepreneurs, right? To say like, yes, you know, this is something you can do. And and it's like you, like you just said, it's a growth journey. It's yeah. not like, okay, flip on a switch. Oh, great. I'm an entrepreneur and look, I'm right. successful, right? Right. <laughs> So, yeah, no, not a lot of people. I had no idea what I was going to do with the company. I just yeah. had this and no experience, nothing. But yeah, uh, dove in because of my motherly love, and that yeah. was my heart, why. Yeah. But your why evolves too, and you know, so it's no longer that 
just that why <laughs> yeah yeah no well that's amazing though like again talking about your family and then mm -hmm. that's definitely one way to draw it in like hey you're you grew from like that what you just said from that interest of being family oriented spending time with the family and it draws people mm -hmm. to say that okay this is your culture and who doesn't want a culture like that right yeah. Yeah, so that mindset's a good one to get into, and but that also defined the earlier years of our entrepreneurship. Because if I had to stay true to why I am doing this, mm -hmm. um, I had to follow a very uh, intentional, sustained path to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, in IT, and I know there were some entrepreneurs that went from zero to uh, twenty-five million or whatever. Mm -hmm quickly but yeah. that's the level of dedication they gave they chose the growth right um, right i chose sustained right. meaningful growth in the early years and then it got right. to a time where like it's no longer rashi mars is about yeah uh, it's a bigger legacy and how do you evolve your purpose right. but right. great it came at a time when kids didn't need me i mean right you, know, you went from a uh, mm -hmm. say, let's just call it a nine to five job, steady income, and then um, going on into this entrepreneurship. So what were your biggest fears when you first started out? And then I guess kind of building on that, uh, what was your support system? What did your support, support system look like? Yeah, no, absolutely. So for me, the fear was, um, I think entrepreneurship is, there's a direct correlation, right? With risk-taking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I started the business in 2006 and mm -hmm. I didn't really leave my corporate job up until 2013. Okay. So the way I look at Mars is my journey with Mars is seven years, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, more applicable. So the, in the beginning and obviously in 2006, and I've already shared with you, I didn't even know what I wanted to do with the yeah. company. First, right. it didn't matter in the calendar terms. And then we hit recession right away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And at that point, there was so much talent out there that was available looking in oh, yeah. 90 professional services companies were just leaving the, yeah. right. the, the and I made some smart decisions at the time. Didn't take enough risk. I wish I did in the hindsight, but yeah. I stuck to my job. In 2013, I said, if, and by that time, the company was a, a sizable company, but not mm -hmm. the not any nothing about it other than that it was making money. Mm -hmm. was, uh, at this point in my career or juncture in my journey yeah. that it was actually a business. It just happened to be. So in 2013, yeah. I was forced with a decision to quit my job mm -hmm. and I had self-reflect and said, is this what I want? Am mm -hmm. I an entrepreneur? And I, that answer was yes. So that's when my biggest fear hit me. Yeah. I had, so, so to me, I always say that's my actual start with, for yeah. the business. Yeah. Before that was very unconventional. Right. So in 2013, I actually had to quit a month before I was due a large, and 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 I mean a large bonus mm -hmm. check because oh, I was a nice wow. Yeah. 30 of my salary that was a sizable income, but I quit yeah. 15 days before that check because I had a I had an event at the office. That, yeah. You know, I mean, not relevant, but I had to make yeah. that decision, and I did. Um, the fear was the security blankets taken away from me. I right. don't make money anymore. Walking into something that I wasn't even as experienced with. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, ran as an absentee owner, an organization that was somewhat profitable, but it was mm -hmm. not that it needed to be. So brought in that leadership experience from corporate, um, 
but the way I overcame that fear is doing what I know how to do best is dive in and I put in yeah. all my passion and energy that fear right. failure defined my first year. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It got me hooked to Mars. Yeah. It, I was fortunate enough. So my support system, I reached out to mentors. I mm-hmm. would forget some of the, the things that they said. And they were either other leaders in community or IT industry that I had come across. Yeah. I have coffee or have lunch yeah. and And they'd say things like, culture starts with you. And it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me. If I want to hire employees to this. And then um, that first year we grew a lot. And I, it was only three of us doing the work. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. now grown as large as we have but I had to define a culture where I could hire people yeah. sell the culture so it was yeah. a journey to go inwards and say here's yeah there's a goal there's a financial goal you want yeah. to be a certain number but there's also a purposeful goal right so I did that so that was the fear the support system my mentors and my family again my husband yeah. huge of course. Support. of course and my kids. So yeah. that's when I realized, yeah, I mean, there's no way I could fail, like yeah. literally fail. Yeah. Why I had to fall back on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And so with the mentors, it, it always comes down to seeking those mentors. And I guess the key is even, even in a corporate life, having that network, right, where you can start yeah. to meet people that have done that and mm-hmm. continue to give you that encouragement and uh, keep building mm-hmm. your network. And I'm sure you are still doing that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Day. There's not, yeah, you don't exist in a business world without it. Um, yeah. And you are probably some... mentors to other people now, like being oh, where yeah. you are, right? Yeah, I have, yeah, I have actually two official mentees and a lot of unofficial mentees that yeah. are other business um, owners that are women and in technology. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so great. But if was if it wasn't for the mentors I had, yeah, they were formal, structured, or informal. Yeah, that gave me my time, their time and wisdom. Yeah, I wouldn't forget I'm at. So yeah, I'm a lifelong learner. I soaked in everything they said. I processed it, and some mm-hmm. stuff stuck with me, and then it's still the case. Yeah, yeah. Working is a little bit of a learned behavior. I know I sound like an extrovert because I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm yeah. a, introverted extrovert okay (laughs) you know it's kind of yeah hard to see me body but at the end of the day networking is not natural to me okay Um, Okay. I like one-on-one conversation I don't like a whole lot of group conversations and such so okay but it's something that I have learned and Mm -hmm. mastered in a way Right. You get better with, with experience. Obviously I, I also like sharing with you, I think mm-hmm. earlier in my career, and I would say I'm totally an extrovert, but then the concept of networking was like, Oh, you know, like it, it makes you uncomfortable, but I'm at the point where I mm-hmm. am comfortable doing that. So I I've been furloughed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's give this time gives you a chance to think about what do you really want to do? Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, 15 some years in the IT world I've I've led I've seen different aspects right, and right. I'm like okay you know and, and of course being in the corporate world it comes with its own frustrations mm-hmm. as sure. as you would know right so and I know my I've my dad has encouraged me to say why don't you go on on your own and it's always like oh oh that's scary that's very scary and and I'm finally to the point where like okay why not? We got to try sometime, you know, and give yourself that 
and you you can validate yeah. my thoughts give ourselves that time say okay mm -hmm. i'm going to try this let's say for a year and let's say it doesn't go well fine be prepared for that i'll go back to a corporate job get some money back but yeah. i got to give it like my best effort right how yeah. do i know right i mean validate that for me like is yeah. that is that the right thought no, that's, that's you know if you could so I, I feel like many of us are in a spot where this risk is not even as real because i feel like you're going to drive based on fear can either get you or fear can drive you right mm -hmm. choices unfortunately and, and i guess you know at this stage in my life when i feel like i'm spiritually philosophically a bit mm -hmm. more evolved and aware mm -hmm. i am not mm -hmm. there yet but i'm more aware yeah. of the pattern about right. my own self than i was right. in my 30s right um, I feel like at this point, I would have a better chance at starting something and, and mm -hmm. letting fear actually help me. Mm -hmm. Versus when I did this, I was 31. Yeah. Uh, it's a different sort of fear. Right. Um, right. So I, I say it's at this, and you know, I just went through this. I finally, after doing seven years of business and I reached mm -hmm. a point of engaged a, a coach, mm -hmm. I always said, oh, I don't need it. I don't yeah, know what yeah. needs to happen. Right. But I realized I needed a boss. I mm -hmm. am really lonely at the top. I have, yeah. uh, you know, so I needed a boss. And that's what Rebecca is giving me. So I just mm -hmm. had a session with her. Oh. She left and she forced me to go through this exercise called dream board. And without taking up too much time, I'll tell you the gist of what drove yeah, me. Yeah. And, and that's probably your answer. Right? Yeah. So the very first time she gave me dream board, it had a section that said have. So it went to the details down to the level of what jewelry the brands, the house, or mm -hmm. that, um, you know, what, where, what do you want to have in your lives? It's so yeah. ex exhaustive list. Yeah. yeah. Then it was do. What experiences mm -hmm. do you want to have in life? Right? Right. I want to the Super Bowl. I want to travel or whatever yeah. experiences. And then it was to be. Mm -hmm. The last part was, mm -hmm. which was what's your value system? What do you right. want to um, so both, you know, my husband Sapan and I, Sapan's very new to Mars. He quit yeah. his corporate job on the promise I sold him, which was another story in our lives uh it's his year too yeah yeah and, uh, so he's part of our right part of coaching because we we co-lead now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for us to be aligned and rebecca's trying to get us aligned on that page but i didn't do that dream exercise at all yeah. I, I shouldn't say that when i opened it i looked at it and i said be part came natural to me i don't know yeah so right. i can talk hours about what my value system is where do i mm -hmm. mentor giving back everything with purpose is who yeah. i am have didn't motivate me at all i'm like hey, I, it doesn't my mind doesn't work in terms of thinking about another car or being specific right not that i don't want it but yeah it's as it comes kind i can't beyond that right my husband it's, wrote the house on the beach like he was very specific about yeah. that right uh, skip the dues because i'm lazy which i didn't do that <laughs> a few things happened in my personal life that um you know, a, a friend lost a brother much younger, very mm. senseless accidents where young lives mm -hmm. passed, and I it shook me to the core with the George Floyd thing. I mm -hmm. yeah moments of in life I'm like I'm I have anxiety, I don't feel good, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I went back and I did the dream board. And mm -hmm. and then Rebecca kept saying she did it, she took it away and then a few years later she took it out and it yeah. was so good. Um, to just see all the things she'd actually accomplished just by penning them down. So, oh, wow. so when I'm heading with that is I actually took time to go and, and I did some of the helps yeah. much, but the do, yeah. I was able to say, yeah, here's what I want to do. I'm okay. waiting for yeah. another year to do it.
right right no life's short i gotta anything that i can do mm -hmm. now wouldn't have put down and i tell you i feel like new it's just so inspiring having to actually take that exercise seriously mm -hmm. and if that's a thought in your that you want like i put things like i want to learn to sing i can't sing yeah and in parties passing by like everybody else is singing and they're like rashi i'm like oh i don't know how to sing at 46 is that what i decided is i'm going to take the lessons and may not stay with it but i'm going to do it because i owe it to myself so that was a long spiritual answer to the question yeah you know when i did this i wasn't relying on my earning to put food on the table mm-hmm mm -hmm have that fall back and I have the strong desire and skills why not do it if yeah. not who will do it yeah right? yeah nothing in life compares to being working for yourself it's, yeah. it's exhilarating it's entrepreneurial journey I'm passionate about yeah so do it if you want oh that that's kind of the second time I've heard that from someone but and, and I think you've maybe seen some of my followed some of my journeys and it's like i think my growth journey has been in the fa f last five years it's been like because i think i stopped myself prior to that it was me who stopped myself from doing then when i got over that hurdle and say i'm gonna do this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna run a marathon i'm gonna do triathlons i'm gonna write books i'm currently <laughs> i'm looking into entrepreneurship entrepreneurship i'm gonna try it i'm gonna give it a hundred percent try i'm gonna try start up a podcast i just started i was working with my daughter just now um awesome. like because she loves and and part of this is again trying to be a role model and you have yeah. teenage daughters trying to yeah. be that role model for my daughter number one show her if you set your mind to something as a woman especially mm -hmm. as an indian woman you know this yeah, you can do it. Like, you know, like I want to be the inspiration to her because I know mm -hmm. like even say book writing, it's not something everybody does. Right. Right. But, oh my goodness. But, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And, and it's, and putting yourself out there and letting people see what you're saying is super scary, but then have confidence in yourself. Like it's fine. The first book was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to say, wrote a book. And I thought end of journey. No, but no, once I publish it, I'm like, okay, I'm actually okay at this. I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to yeah. keep growing. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I, I think that's so, so well, it is putting yourself out there and that, that's the true fear is yeah. putting yourself out there, mm -hmm. whether it's for fear of gender or your imposter syndrome, right? I right. still, and as women, will never hundred percent get over it. Yeah. But being aware of that imposter syndrome inside of you, yes. at least when you're doing that, you put in that moment, you're like, wait, yes, let's disengage year right you know you know that's exactly what i came across at 40 i'm like i like like i just said i was stopping myself because of my imposter syndrome and i was like i see those thoughts come in i'm like okay stop stop i see you there i see you yeah. just stop it's fine go away and yeah. no i so hear you that's the very yeah. first step is awareness second yeah. is to do something about it yeah but i mean from writing the book to running marathons aruna that's yeah. already putting you out putting yourself mm -hmm. out there much, much more than entrepreneurship. That is piece of cake if you're doing those other things, you know? Oh, I mean? really? Well, that's encouraging. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, but but I agree with uh, kind of coming, coming back to what you're saying is 
just do it it's okay what i mean if if you can like if you don't have like financial restrictions or you have a fallback plan to say i have this much savings go ahead and try it you know or if you have like your corporate job like they call it side yeah. hustle people, right yes i had the side hustle yeah right yeah uh, what were would you say were the challenges that you faced like when you first started out and how did you address those i mean nothing uncommon just getting the first client right yes yes Always. and i had questions on that so tell me about that <laughs> yeah i so once again you know reflecting back on it there's more structured pattern that i'm guessing at Mm -hmm. the, the rashi at the time versus the the rashi mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. um, but you know the good news is when i was doing it um the the drive separates a lot of people from you know and i've had the drive i'm, mm -hmm. I'm one of those gifted people in that sense that mm -hmm. does in fact just yeah i shouldn't even use the word gifted at this the biggest struggle i've had is to get out of that drive mode because mm -hmm. um this is how i'm wired Mm -hmm. And I just don't know when to stop, when to actually take care of myself versus yeah. drive, drive, drive. So right. I had the challenges, you know, um, how do I go about getting that first client? You know, yeah. right from having zip experience mm -hmm. to every step of the way where you're imposter syndrome, you sit yeah. down in terms of other prospect clients and can yeah. I earn their credibility? Right. And to top it off, being a diverse woman in right. technology, now that changed now we're talking about years and years later yes. but back then i mean i could sit in across from um you know wisconsin's a manufacturing culture you'll go yeah. to a lot of people then i'll i'll take a salesperson with me that happens to be a white you know obviously yeah. a white male in this situation they'll talk to them yeah ever ever make an eye contact with me many <gasps> such incidents where you know i was oh, just wow. basically um dismissed you know, undermined yeah. dismissed and to, so, so to me one of the the key challenges because i had the knowledge i mm -hmm. had this mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and i loved dressing up that's me yeah yeah further undermines me because oh she's dressed up wearing heels oh no stereotyping and, oh my goodness so, so to get past the judgments to get yeah. past my own biggest like you said your own biggest critic your bone so i yeah. think the challenge that I presented to myself by mm -hmm. not living in that executive presence that mm -hmm. I uh, articulated an idea was was the biggest one to overcome. Mm. Okay. Uh, and obviously, normal challenges that every company faces, right? Getting your financials in order, normal, yeah. Get a website out, everything else that you probably right. over and over again were still the challenge. Yeah. But not compared to how I didn't feel like I mm -hmm. I belonged. It takes some time for you to say like, yeah, just beat that. Hey, I can do this, right? And 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 I need to stop do. I need to stop disbelieving myself. And yeah, that takes time, especially I would say at thirty one. Like some people have it at eighteen, but yeah. some you know, and, and some people only get it at forty five. But yeah, like thirty one is kind of like thirties is like your defining age, I think, because you're like okay, yeah. um, out of college little bit of experience with your first job and then you're like okay what does rashi want to do or what does aruna want to do right yeah so yeah. yeah and i think more than age what i find also is it's related to phases of life right mm -hmm. so you're a young mother versus a um, in my it because everything i do is centered around my supportive family and like how mm -hmm. you stated you're 
being a role model, mm-hmm. everything I do at work, the risks I take, I'm like, this is what I tell them and I'm tucking them in. Yeah. If I can't do it. How do yeah. I, you right. know? So right. all that, but your kids, you understand they get to these teenage phases and they're still, but you are no longer the center of their universe, right? Right. I think the realization comes when you, in that phase, when you're young, your, your children are younger, especially for mothers, moms. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm starting a new project. I'll speak to that later after your um, questions mm-hmm. are over. Mm-hmm. Is when, it doesn't matter whether, I, I, I have friends that were really, really young mothers and reached that at 35 or like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, identity crisis in my life right (laughs) and unfortunately a corporate job does not give you maybe it fulfills your need for identity to a certain extent right but it's consumed you and the job you you had no time so I think that identity crisis regardless of her age is a phase right and everyone hits it at a different time Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. when you either go to a spiritual journey or you're like I want to do and I feel like I'm there now with yeah do something totally different yeah uh all right I think I guess I can uh and with like this question and uh, I guess with everything that's going on right now, including the pandemic, and now we have a little bit of social unrest, I guess as a leader and obviously someone who sets kind of the tone mm-hmm. for the culture and values, how have you kind of dealt with that? Like how have you kept people's hope? And I guess, I guess we'll start with how has all that affected your company and how do you respond to that as a leader? Yeah, I mean, these are strange times, and especially mm-hmm. with the size of company we're at, uh, it's not too large, not too small. So mm-hmm. we're at the range of people, people that we had to say, no, you can't come to work. We're all working remote that don't even understand the idea. They're single individual. They thrive on, especially recruiters and such, they thrive on the human interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Others that actually viewed this as, a great balance for them, right? So this, I'm just talking about the work and the engagement, the employee engagement part. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news is the business kept growing, so we didn't see a shortage in demand. We were hiring, so that in itself is always a motivating factor that no mm-hmm. one afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but what what I did as a leader is, uh, I think vulnerability. Mm-hmm. If you go out there and and you start with a, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't have pets, but here my old daughters completely ignore I'm in a meeting and just drop in because or if I'm, you know go start clankering in the kitchen because yeah. they need to cook something right so so I make it real for them so they yeah. don't be embarrassed when there's a young kid or right so right. being aware being vulnerable being human yeah uh, and uh, so some of the specific strategy very blessed to have an HR team that we were able to institute weekly engagement we did more than we actually did when we were in person here. Sometimes I feel like, wow, in oh, all, yeah. never, I don't know. We had weekly bingos. Oh, with wow. Team. We did virtual lunches, virtual happy hours, mm. and did as much as we could. And I think we got to know each other so much better that we Isn't could. That, yeah. yeah. And we rotated that function. So everybody sort of felt like they were leading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped. And a lot of education and inspiration. It's mm-hmm. okay to know that in the beginning, it sounded like a great idea, but a month into that at home, struggling with balancing it. I mean, not, yeah. I, for me, it wasn't a balance issue at all because I have older kids, but I know right. well, that was a huge thing. Right. Acknowledging, talking about it, giving them pointers, telling, forcing them to take a day off. No one yeah. was taking a day off. Yeah. Um, so saying, 
no, I think you just need some coffee. Right. Let's just take half a day off. You yeah. Know? So, so just, I think being human, being vulnerable, telling them that you have your own personal life, no different. Than yeah. Right. Right. And then we had to, yeah, obviously on the other side of it, we had to get better at, which we are as a culture. We don't mind. I mean, we don't manage to activities. We manage to outcomes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we did a better job of having one-on-ones and having uh, goals that were distilled down to measurable in weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think every employee, when they want to give your their hundred percent to you, also want to know. I mean, pat in the back is good, but yeah. pat in the back with data is even better. We've proven that we could be so efficient with remote. Mm-hmm. So first thing yeah. I did is gave people a choice. Mm-hmm. We have an employee who's pregnant. Yeah. In fact, I told her, ah, stay home. Yeah. Have, a, yeah. have an employee, young employee whose mom's dealing with health issues. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you don't want to take anything back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a good 40% of her staff that is only going to be here for our events. And we're trying to host them outside so there's an open space yeah right um but so that that's the first thing we did second we asked people what days they wanted to come in and everybody mm-hmm. started coming in two days and we said don't have to be here full day yeah so yeah. it's driven by them but structured by hr mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. i'm trying this week to come every day a few hours at least i get to say hi to everyone right because <laughs> you're definitely we're all craving like this human like uh i, I want to f- see you physically not on a screen yeah. necessarily yeah I mean, interaction yeah. yeah so so we are not f- what i don't see us returning full staff mm-hmm. we still have to abide by numbers and yeah um we still supposed to wear these when we're in common areas okay. right okay <laughs> so yeah. be respectful for everyone here so every right. time your kitchen and all i wear this every yeah day i'm reminded to wear this right right uh, no, but that's yeah, good. no, in general, we're in the process. This is first week. Okay. You started to say something about a project that you are involved in. Do you want to share anything about that? Oh, yeah, super excited. Um, yes. So a couple of things we became, I mean, this is just more, we joined uh, the tech coalition. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to tell you about two things and then tell you how they come together, right? So mm-hmm. coalition itself is just an effort, you know, it has NM is it's, uh, you know, each of the large employers in the area have had issues with, attracting technology workforce. There's mm-hmm. just not enough of it here. Mm-hmm. And we're not as cool as the Bay Area or Austin that we've seen it firsthand. In, yeah. in January, when you're trying to relocate people from a warmer right. to here, of it's course. Yeah. There's a vision of Wisconsin as this farmland and, <laughs> and yeah. um, But we saw Austin go through that transformation. They became a tech hub because they mm. were about it. So, mm. so there's a whole need that... Yeah, NM needs tech talent, so does Johnson Controls, so does mm-hmm. so does Coles. These are the yeah. advocate Aurora Health yeah. to meet their own demand because they're headquartered here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were do, all doing their own little work, but then they formed this coalition when the light bulbs went off and said, let's come together because yeah. we're all solving to actually further the image of employee as a tech hub. Yeah. What do I do to make oh. more people and mm. more at par with more startup culture? How do I build a... Mm-hmm. a sort of an ecosystem that caters to many. So, so that's how coalition was formed. They obviously funded big money, hired Kathy Henrich as CEO, who is a um, ex-Accenture. And then mm-hmm. they're 
So we Mars became part of that coalition as a bronze mm-hmm. member. So we're mm-hmm. 10th bronze members now. But the reason I'm sharing that with you is one of the initiatives in it that I was working in parallel to us becoming part of coalition because we've been sponsoring a lot. We were associating with local scenes because we want to mm-hmm. be a brand that also cares for Milwaukee's image. Yeah, yeah. We, so we were always sponsoring these. But in my mind, what I've done on the giving side or socially responsible side yeah. is in last uh, six, seven years that I've been fully dedicated to Mars, I've had a passion, of, ran a passion project to help women get back to work. Mm-hmm. And we were mostly like community, like my friend Preeti Sharma, Rena mm-hmm. Mathur Verma, Anu Kailkar, you name it. They were all, mm-hmm. I mean, dozens of these yeah. women. Yeah. Were amazingly strong women that yeah. had technical degree. And I knew if you, I put them in front of a hiring manager, they'll make a great employee. Yeah, yeah. They were lost in navigating the, because recruiters are not the ones that look at your resume and go like, oh, no work experience for six years. Yeah, right. exactly, um, exactly. So I was doing this informally. I was helping them, yeah. coach them, mentor them, help them with their resume, and then turn around and really use my reach yeah. in front of hiring manager and had 100% success rate. Each of these wow. women at GE got hired mm-hmm. in order to leadership. I mean, ca- Preeti is a leader, leader now. Right. Dana, Sakina, Shruti Duda. I don't know if you know even these names. They're mm-hmm. all employees of these companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing to be able to, you know, that's really rewarding to me to help yeah. them come back to workforce. Yeah. I know they have the time management skills, the technology. Yeah. So we're formalizing this as mm-hmm. part of the relation. It's called Returnship. Okay. It's a program. Uh, the website is called getreturnship.com. Returnship. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, my pen dropped. That's um, fine. Yeah. I'm very animated. So yeah. the returnship, what we're trying to do is the idea that I did in, informally, trying to scale it. Right? How mm-hmm. do I just make this my passion project and only help the women I know? Yeah. Or how do I yeah. scale it? Yeah. Three women at a time. It's, yeah. 23 women yeah and then in that process we help companies solve for their gender diversity in technology yes yes um, help them bring in the leaders there's i mean all sorts of benefits we wrote down on mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. so i'm part of reskilling and upskilling initiative as part of coalition where we're supposed to come up with technology workforce from that channel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Learn in technology train them in technology women that took break come out yeah really happy about that program it's part yeah. of my um passion and i can actually do yeah that. that that excites me even even though it's like coming from you that excites me like as a woman as as a leader myself and being able to help others that is what defines a leader like yeah. you are helping them find their passion and bringing their talent that they can use to do good so that's yeah. a s sense of a leader so that that's great i can see why you're passionate about that i mean but yeah no this is so nice and and the funny thing you talked about rashi is how you got together with your employees more because of this covid mm-hmm. i've got to meet so many cool people and leaders because of this because everybody's open now you just yeah. need to book a zoom call and you're like hey yeah. i never met you before like i met a couple of new people and it's like let's just talk and uh yeah. they're Watch happy to talk yeah, yeah. 
bring yeah. your beverage and let's just chat. Right, yeah. right. And I'm no, so absolutely. glad. Wow. This is yeah. so good, Aruna. I'm so glad yes. we reconnected. Yes, yes. We should do this more often. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Keep me posted on how your journey goes. And I will. I will. If and you think of someone that could benefit from returnship, you know, yes. just I'll send them my way. I will. I will. Thank you so much.